Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monet Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. Hey guys, listen up. Today is a very special episode of Sibling Watchery. We know that there is no um, drag race this week, so we have this plan for you all. Girl, child, they got that little coronavirus special, so we today are going to pay reverence to a show that gave us our, that's that, that launched our stars to the masses. And, we're so we're yeah. talking about drag race all And to be quite long. frank, this is the most critically acclaimed reality TV show of all time. Let that sink in. Uh, you're, forget- yep. you're forgetting my OnlyFans, baby. Oh, uh, also, Monet's OnlyFans has 17 Emmys. Critical acclaim. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk real quick about this little eye. Like, you've been really experimenting with wings. You were, you were really living your little wing life. Oh, lately. yeah, I've been really into wings lately. Do you like this eye? Do you think it's cute? Are you? Do you think I shouldn't? Wait, lean in. I mean... I think you could have a little bit more um, eyeshadow on top of your, um, above your crease, but it looks good though. Wow. I mean, you are, because the thing about doing a wing is you really, you're really leaning into the extraness of makeup. When you do a wing, you're just leaning into like, bitch, I have makeup on my eye. This is a lot of, I'm doing a lot of makeup. I don't think, it, it I, don't think like you're the, I don't think the wing is that, when I, when I don't do a wing, it's, I, the wing is just a little extra like, I don't think it's all what you're saying it is. No, I think that, well, sure, I mean, it's your own, but I think there's something about having a wing on your eye that says, like, look at all this makeup I'm wearing. It it drags your eye out, whereas when you do, like, a, a smoky moment or, like, a, a, you know, more of a soft oval, it's leaning into the shape of your eye or whatever shape you're creating because drag, we create new shapes that aren't actually the real ones there. So we're doing the drag exaggerated version of that. When you slap the wing on, like, for example, the queens who were, the queens who are known for wearing a lot of makeup, almost all of them have a really dramatic wing. Like Jackie B, Trixie Mattel. Does Jackie B have a Except Bianca Del Rio. Bianca Del Rio's is... Yeah. Yeah, she does. I mean, she, sometimes she, Jackie changes it up a lot. Bianca's the one who does the big... I mean, I know, I, I know uh, she eats chicken wings, but eyes. you know. I, <laughs> Jackie, I know, I, know, I, know, I know Jackie loves chicken wings, but I don't know about her, the wings on her eyes. Um, yeah, I guess. Not I just dragging been, Jackie when she's not here to defend herself. I've just been watching some makeup stuff online, and I watched Naomi's Vogue tutorial... I didn't like. I just been experimenting with some. Bob, you 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 may notice I have some like different colors of makeup I got in the mail that I'm just like from like different people. I'm just like trying them out, see what I like. 
I got a uh, inbox from NYX Cosmetics, but then I didn't look at it, and it was from like 82 weeks ago. They were like, we want to send you some makeup. What's your address? And I just never looked at it. Also, I didn't see this. I did an event with Cheryl Underwood today. Cheryl Underwood, Cheryl Underwood. Oh my God, from the from, from Cheryl- the talk? Yeah, I did an event with Cheryl Underwood, and like I gotta say, I like her. Like, I thought I would not like her, because she is uh, a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. But honestly, she got me together. Like, I really like her. And also, she is, she was one of the black Republicans who was, who was she was not uh, Candace Owens in it. She was not out there being like, yeah, President Trump, we love President Trump. She was not one of those uh, black Republicans. Yeah. So it was just really kind of like. What was the event? She, Can you I tell us? I remember watching her. Yeah, it was, um, it was a diversity uh, thing for CBS. So CBS had a Black History Month um, panel. And it was uh, me. Uh, Cheryl Underwood and Dana Tyler, who was Were a dragger, and I was, I was on drag. No, but I was really gagged because Dana and Cheryl both had their Emmys behind them in the background. I was like, not y'all flexing on me, not oh y'all flexing God. on Bob, me. Bob, you should have either a asked me for my Twitter head or put your little um Glam Award trophies up there. I should have went and got the the crown and put it back there and be like, we all got stuff we won. <laughs> <laughs> But Dana had two Emmys in the back. I said, not flexing with two Emmys God. in the back. And then um, and then Cheryl had her. I don't know how many Cheryl has. I'll, I only saw the one. But I was like, y'all better go off, honey. I'm trying to get me an Emmy next year. Next year. Same. I'm going to be a Grammy and I'm going to be a Grammy and an Emmy next year. Oh, my God. Congratulations. This Thanks. is amazing. And I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really hey, great. All right. Let's do the speech. And in the category of best female artist, actually, you know, actually, the Grammys aren't gender. Oh, yeah. Best new artist. Yeah. Yeah. The Grammys does not break their performers up or their artists up by gender, which is really progressive. And I think it might be time for the Oscars to like, you know. Okay. Can you hop on board? Can you get back to my thing? Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. Uh, Breakthrough artist of the year goes to. Kevin Burton. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Could you imagine? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Breakthrough <laughs> Artist of the Year goes to Monet Exchange. This is me. This is me. Talking to Rihanna. I'm like waving at SZA. I'm like, hey. I don't think you guys know how much this means to me to stand here on this stage. A stage for my entire life. I did not know how I would get here. I didn't know when I would get here, but I knew I would get here, and I'm so grateful for everyone who has contributed to me. Thank you so much to Monet Exchange. Congratulations. This is our first Emmy win. Give it up one more time for Monet Exchange. <laughs> When I saw you looking for your phone, I was like, this is, this boy is about to do some trifling ass nigga shit. And you did not disappoint. Mm. I played you. <laughs> Alright, let's 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 take a little break. We'll be back. Hey everybody. Um, I'm sure by now you've heard some of our live episodes using the stereo app. And remember to download it to get in on the action. Now, Stereo is a free live broadcasting social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. 
That's right. As we are recording the episodes, we take questions and comments from our fans live. We do things like access anything, uh, give relationship advice. We even do trivia and reviews for reality TV shows. Check our social to see when we schedule upcoming live shows on the Stereo app. Download the free Stereo app and follow me at BobTDQ so you can connect with us whenever we are live. Go to Stereo.com slash Exchange or Stereo.com slash BobTDQ. Is music a big part of your life? Let me tell you about Anchor, Spotify's podcasting platform. There are creation tools that allow you to easily and quickly record and edit right from your phone or computer. And best of all, Miss Stang, she is free. With Anchor, you can create a Music Plus talk show. With Music Plus Talk, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. Alongside talk segments featuring your commentary, Miss Day, this is revolutionary. This is the future. This is happening now. Music Plus Talk is a new way to create with all the music that you love. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's from music analysis, your own radio show, a hosted playlist, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something the world's never heard before. You can do it with Anchor Music Plus Talk. Anchor will even help publish your show on Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Got an idea for a Music Plus Talk show? Just head over to anchor.com fm slash music plus talk. That's anchor.fm slash m-u-s-i-c-p-l-u-s-t-a-l-k to sign up for Anchor and make your own Music Plus Talk show for free. Um, we are black today we are doing an episode um wait, quick question can i be your um wait 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 can i be your date to the grammys i'm asking right now money you're not frozen, <laughs> so I frozen. i'm asking right now if i can be your date to the grammys of right course. in this moment of course you're gonna be my date to the grammys bob i couldn't think of anyone else i want to take not my mom. I need everyone out there not too. My, not my fan yep. members. Mm-hmm. Not my not my writing team yep. or musical team. I'm, gonna I'm not your family. <laughs> I'm not your family. No, you're my blood. You're not my family. You're my blood. Listen, I would need everyone to time step this moment. <laughs> and if, if Monet goes to the Grammys with anybody who is not me, spam her wall with this time stamp. Anyway, <laughs> Bitch, are you, are you going to take me to the women? Emmys? You're going to take me? I'm going to get your, your date to the Oscars, to the Emmys? Well, Jacob seems to be really upset by by you asking that question. Right. You know what, Monet? I will say this. Listen, hey, you, you didn't let me you don't let me finish my statement. Okay. You didn't let me finish my statement. Go ahead. Jacob, can you Google which one's first, the Emmys or the Grammys? <laughs> Google it real quick. <laughs> we need to I don't know which one comes first in award season. Um, but if I get an invite to the Emmys, which by the way, I'm so mad because I was going to get an invite last year because I hosted an Emmy-nominated show. So the first time I would have been, like, invited to the Emmys, I did not get to go. That shit really hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie. That, like, I was like... Bitch, I was watching the Emmys at home. I know. I was... Bitch, I was with you. You and I were in Florida. Watching Nicole Byer host the the Emmys. I was like, she better work. August, September... All right, so Monet, the Grammys are in <laughs> sept- so March. So Monet, if you invite me to the Grammys, I'll invite you to the Emmys. There we go. Wow, I can't, I can't. Also, we uh, this is this is a reminder for me and for the for the fans to remind us. We need to do an episode about um, 
about revenge, vengeance, vindicism, because Bob is one of Bob is the most vindictive people I know, and we need to have a whole podcast about that it. That is not true. I'm not vindictive. And if you ever say that again, I will get you back. <laughs> if you get Bob, Bob would literally Bob would spend thousands of dollars to get back at you if he must. <laughs> Monet. This is, literally, bring one guest to Monet's house unannounced, and <laughs> Monet will label you as a vindictive person for the rest of her fucking life. All right, you were saying something before, before uh, we talked about the awards. Yeah, what were you saying? well, in light of Drag Race giving us, which, again, I guess, Drag Race, they're, like, trying to flex. They're like, listen, we're going to let y'all niggas know that we filmed this, and we went by all the rules, so y'all don't be out here saying no crazy shit. They did a whole episode about it's more than that. In, a, in a pandemic. What? What do you think it is? It's more than that because they could have fucking done this as the first episode right before the season started. They could have done this shit at the end of the season. They're doing it in the middle of the season. Dead before Snatch Game, they are doing this pandemic special, which which has my mind completely blown. I am shook, shattered, and shorn <laughs> that we are going to have to like. And also, to all the reminders of that, I know I posted it on the internet, on Twitter, but in case you don't follow me on Twitter, by this episode of my season, we had a top four. Gag. And then the next episode, I won Drag Race. <laughs> I just want to be clear on that, y'all. Do y'all Wait. know what I'm saying to you right now? Y'all didn't have a reunion your season? No, we didn't have a reunion. There was no reunion. No, there was no. The, back, my season was the last one where the finale was the reunion. Oh. So you used to take the reunion and put it in the finale. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Bury that. Yeah. Bury that. Dang, that's true. Well, that's not true. No, we had top four, and then and then we eliminated. So I had two episodes to win. So we had, we went down top four, and then we had two episodes to win. And by this episode in Drag Race UK, bitch, they had a winner already. <laughs> this was the episode the Vivian was crowned on. Girl. I'm gagged right now. Yeah. We haven't even made the Snatch Game. I am gagged. Yeah. I mean, part of me is also, like, I love it because I, I do love RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, I genuinely... Love Drag Race. I think I would be responding differently if there were more girls in the cast and they eliminated someone every week. But because of this week with this quarantine thing, this will be five episodes where no one got sent home. That shit is crazy. Five. I mean, and I guess, and a, but a lot of fans are reacting positively. They're like, this is good. We get to see the girls more and everything. But I'm like, I just want the story to go on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, let's like pick it up. Me too. You know? Someone was like, honestly, I tweeted out, like, I tweeted out my thing. Someone was like, honestly, this sounds great for the winter season. No one goes home. It's a point system. And I just retweeted, no. <laughs> I saw that. No. I was like. <laughs> send us home. I'm not interested in, like, a winter season of Drag Wars where everyone just hangs out until the end. Because the fans are, the fans are where they're like, I'm not here for the drama. I'm here for the drag. Then, bitch, go watch America's Got Talent. <laughs> go, 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 watch, go watch American Idol. What go you, watch X Factor. Like, go ahead. Noah, did you see their Drag Race also put out that they're putting out some like singing competition? It's like a world. It's like a they're doing Drag Race doing like their own like Eurovision. No. Yes, they t- they put that out today too. They said, but Jacob, look this up, Jacob, and put it on the screen. It's drag. What what is it? Drag. What 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 did you girl? Walter Wonder is about to make a dollar if it is the last <laughs> thing they. Do World of Wonders over there being like World of Wonders have been like we was making movies and documentaries, bitch. Drag Race. I can't even imagine how much money Drag Race is making compared to everything else they do. Uh, well, I no, 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 no. House Hunters. World of Wonders does House Hunters and House Hunters International. 
That's a but big show. But there's no way that House Hunters is doing more than RuPaul's Drag Yes, it is. It's House Hunters is syndicated. possible. It's syndicated on like eight channels. So is, so is Drag Race, Monet. But Drag Race is also... Drag Race is in like 12, like eight countries already. Look, variety. Holland, Spain, Australia, Canada, UK, Thailand. They're in six countries right now. Is that, That's is beyond that, syndicated. But, 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 it's franchised. Yeah, franchised. But syndication is different because this plays all day, every day. Uh, House Hunters. Literally. Well, it, Drag Race is all... Drag Race... The US version of Drag Race also plays in different countries. It also put, which is how they know you all around the world. Variety put this out. RuPaul's Drag Race produces to develop international drag queen singing competition series, Queen of the Universe. So, a singing competition. Are you going back? Are you, going, you, going, you going back? Shaw, they said people hating on the cover. Hell, no, 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 no. They said keep that raggedy bitch People on. hating on the cover. <laughs> now, you better go back, girl, and do it. So, listen, so we, we want to talk a little bit about drag race uh, and, like, our drag race journeys. And let me say right now, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I've been on maybe two or three reality TV shows in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a single show on TV that has a more rigorous audition process than RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Yeah. Not, I just don't think it's possible. I agree. It is so, it is a lot to put together and and it, it's a lot. And again, I like you, I have auditioned for America's Got Talent. I've also auditioned for The Real World. And uh, that's all the reality I've auditioned for. And the Drag Race was by far the hardest craziest one in those three that I did. Yeah, I've been on America's Got Talent. I've been on Last Coming Standing and I've been on RuPaul's Drag Race. And let me tell you, so my my, my audition process for America's Got Talent, um, they saw me at So You Think You Can Drag and then like the producers reached out and were like, we want you to audition for America's Got Talent. So I drove to Boston, audition, I didn't get it in. And then they called me again the next year and was like, please audition for America's Got Talent. So I called up some friends, I we submitted our idea and they were like, this is great. We went on and we didn't make it far. They didn't, they didn't even put us on the show. Um, and that was the entire process. Two phone calls over the course of two years, two auditions. That was the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Actually, the second time we, the second time I didn't have to audition, they just pushed us straight forward, straight through to the show. Right. You the, like those auditions y'all see on, on, on America's Got Talent, that's not their first audition. Those right. are like sometimes third or second auditions. Yeah. So I got pushed all the way through. So my group just went straight to the judges. Um, when I did Last Comic Standing, I I just went to an open call, auditioned, and got the boot like immediately. You didn't even have a you didn't even have the audition to be you, you the audition that you saw on Last Comic Standing, that was the actual audition. Like that was the real, is it online? real audition. Your 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 Last Comic Standing is it online? Yeah, I'm I'm there for like three. Like I'm not there for long. Like I'm there and then like I they don't even show my comedy. They just show the judges be like no. Got it. Got it, got it. And I can't remember, it was the season where there was a guy wearing a gorilla mask. There's a season where this guy wore a gorilla mask, and he made it through, and they put me in the group with all the, like, weird comedians. They were like, this comedian, this comedian uh, is a clown. This comedian is dressed like a gorilla. (laughs) This comedian spins plates. And this this comedian's a faggot. Like that was how they grouped <laughs> us together. How many times? So I was the, yeah, I was I was just, I was I was in their, their group of weirdos. They kind of showed me like cracking my whip, and then they just cut straight to me getting a no Damn. without showing any of my jokes. It's kind of like uh, um, yeah. uh, America's Got Talent with well, no Stephanie's Child. 
everyone loved them except Simon. I didn't realize that on that show, it just takes one X and you're done. I was like, I thought it was like majority rules, which is really annoying. Well, um, they well they they went back. They went back um, to the show. So they, that was their second time they made it. Yeah. Do you remember any of your jokes? What set did you do for your America, for your last comic standing? Oh my god! I think I I think I told a joke about. Um, I used to tell this joke about how the Teletubbies are all gay. Not Teletubbies. The Care Bears are the first gay superheroes because they're just a bunch of sassy, uh, hairy gay guys who just look at you and they're really mad. Do the Care Bear <laughs> stare. And I think I told a joke about how um, being gay is the best way to get back at your parents. Um, and, and I think maybe that was it. I can't remember much else I did. Yeah, so it makes sense why I didn't go through. Um, for me, when I, <laughs> when I did America's Got Talent... I didn't get a phone call or anything. I just saw the audition. I saw the casting calls. I printed out my stuff. But this was whack. I was working at the Yale Club and still also doing drag in New York City, like guest spots. And I had like one show at that point, I think. Um, and then, so what it was, I had worked 11 to 7 a.m. I worked 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And the audition. Working 11 to 7. Girl. <laughs> and the audition, you had to be, it was like all the way on 12th Avenue in New York City, right by 57th Street. There was like some big space over there. And then, so that's where they were holding the audition. So I, and then, it said I had, my time was 9.30, so I got off at 7 a.m. I drove my car across town, sat in my car, painted in my car, tired as hell from work, uh, got in full drag, padding, hips, everything, my dress, everything, my little bang, long wig, and then I parked my car and walked over to the thing, sat there literally all day. From They said my thing was 9.30. I didn't, they didn't end up seeing me until like about... 4 p.m. So I sat there all day, bitch. That is very America's Got Talent. They will let you sit the fuck around all... Can you go? I'll tell you my little story. After, all day. So I sat there, and I'm, like, so tired. I worked overnight, and I was, like, so tired. I was hungry, and I didn't want to leave just, just because, you know, it's my first time ever doing something like this. So I was like, what if I leave? Then they call me. I'm going to miss yeah. it. And then, so I just sat there, and then I found it my thing, and they were like, no, take your ass home. Then I left, and, like, and then, bitch, I came back to go to my car in drag, sad as hell, um, walking in heels because you know this back then I was like I need to have heels everywhere I can't wear flats yeah. I can't show signs of weakness walk back to my car bitch car is towed car is towed <laughs> so oh my there. god I'm sitting there what? <laughs> looking crazy it was the worst day of my life bitch they towed your car just to get the shot just to get the sad drag <laughs> crazy shot they were like tow this nigga car put the camera on this nigga follow him follow him his car whatever you go home. Uh, what, what number did you do what did I do? I think I sang 10, min- um, 10 Minutes Ago from Cinderella. That was like my audition song back then. But I was like, why would you cast someone singing that? That's so boring. I'm a drag queen. They probably wanted something bigger and like more energy. I was like, 10 minutes ago. I s-. They were like, no. Take your fat ass home. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes sense why they said no. Um, what- <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, so when I did it, it was me and a bunch of other drag queens, and I, I, I got into an argument with how me, Keisha Carr, no, it wasn't Keisha Carr, me, Miss Cracker, um, Delilah Brooks, uh, Kiki Darling, uh, uh, Honey LeBronx, and um, my drag daughter, uh, Raimundo, some mom, right? No, the other one, Lily. Um, Lily Heavenly, Lily Heavenly. Yeah. Now Val forgetting his. Uh, that is so rude. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway, so girl, we did. We got there early, and then we sat around all day. And, and I, this was the most. When you're on a reality TV show, you get really hyper 
like nervous and paranoid and you think everything's a ploy to get you to act a certain way. So they hadn't seen us all day. We were there in full drag. And you know, Honey LeBronx is one of those folks who just does not give a fuck if she is annoying you, if she's <laughs> pissing you off, if she's upsetting you. So every couple of moments, Honey LeBronx would just walk up to the to the producers and be like, so what's going on? When are we? When are we going to be? But she was like eating, eating like her little cashews, <laughs> being like we're like talking food falling out of her mouth. We're looking to get on the stage. And if you don't know, Helena Bronx is a Midwestern drag queen with a thick Midwestern accent. The drag is very Peg Bundy. So she's going to there, and then I think the guys is getting more and more irritated every time she asks them if we can go on. So we end up getting further and further back, and then finally they um, we go. They just send us straight through. We get X almost immediately. <laughs> and then and Nick Cannon was like there, ushered us in. Nick Cannon was like, my bad, man. And I was like, shut your short ass up. <laughs> is he short? No. <laughs> Nick Cannon, is, is he's not tall. Really? Yeah, he hey, looks tall on TV. How tall is Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon is six feet tall. Oh, is he? Bob, well, he yeah, looked, bitch, he you were in like five inch heels and you're six two, so you were probably six seven. <laughs> I cannot. Also, I want to know the truth because that that don't sound that sounds sus. Not because not the internet telling. So at Google, anyone who is a, who listens to this podcast religiously, y'all know Bob's best friend is fucking Google. But now when Google disagrees with Bob, Bob's like, ah. Uh-uh. This ain't real. This is fake. This is not how this works. All I'm telling you is I've it's only based on the fact that I met Nick Cannon in person, and that height is sus. Is all see, there's other things that Nick Cannon is five foot ten. I think Nick Cannon has hacked Google. Let me tell you right now. I'm not outing nobody. I'm not outing anybody, but I will say this. Somehow, I'm not saying who Look, his height should be six feet, six foot one inches. You know, it says it says claim to be six feet, but a lot of people say he's 5'10". I met him. He is not six feet tall. And all I'm saying is this. There is a certain drag queen who may or may not be the first winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. And the age she has on the internet, I don't know how the fuck she did that, but that's not her age. Oh, my that's God. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how she... Bob, that I don't know is how she so hacked rude. Google. That is so but all rude. I'm saying is mother. All I'm saying is mother. That is not her age. That is not her age. Um, what's she's going to kill me. Oh, oh my god, she don't girl. Know she 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 gonna she gonna fucking uh, rock a katiti ta that ass. Anyway, hey Google, how old is Bibi Zahara Benet? Bibi Zahara Benet is 39 years old. Bitch, never. Bitch, under no circumstances is Bibi Zahara Benet four years older than me. She's not. That I is think just she is. not. I don't know. I don't know who she knows at Google. I don't know who her friend is down at Google, but she, that is a sneaky bitch. Put it to you that way, Miss <laughs> Thing. Uh, what was the first season of Drag Race you auditioned for? Uh, my first season I auditioned for was uh, four. Four. I auditioned four times. My first. No, no, it was three. My first, my first audition for was three, and I, 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 I spent one year not auditioning, and I got a cast on eight. Wait, so I think so I did an audition for three. I think I did an audition for four or five because I was doing America's Got Talent, and at the time I thought, let me tell you now, if you're a drag queen, listen to me and listen to me carefully. <laughs> Don't do America's Got Talent. 
Don't do it. It has not worked out for any drag queens yeah. who have done it. They don't treat us with respect. They don't care. They don't think it's terrible. No matter how good you sing, no matter how funny you are, yeah. no matter how beautiful you are, they will not give you your flowers. They will not give you your dues. If you're a drag queen, do not do America's Got Talent. Point blank, period. Well, also, it's, it's also a thing, like, as, as, as artists, right? You're like, this is going to be my big break. If I get on this, this is going to be my big break. And that's how a lot of artists think about a lot of auditions. Uh, not to bring their room down, but we, Lady Bud and I interviewed Danny Marindola, and a lot of uh, Sherry Pie's one of her victims, um, one of her latest ones. Uh, and he and and a lot of what he was doing this was because he was he thought this was going to be his... Well, the truth is, we don't know if he's one of her latest ones. We have no clue if he's the latest one right. or not. We don't know what she's been up to. But she was promising him this gig as a Marvel superhero. So I'm like, he's like, oh my God, this is my big break. This is going to... I've never seen a queer superhero that's going to change a lot of things for a lot of people. And it's like, you know, that's what a lot of artists thrive on. That, like, that power and that energy. You know what I mean? So, um... Yeah, yeah. My first one was season six, girl, and I, I have a thing on my on my YouTube channel where I, where I review, where I react to my audition tapes, and to watch my audition mm-hmm. tapes to think that I really thought in my mind that a I was good enough that I would have gotten on. If I would have gotten off on my season six audition, Bob, I would have been look. I had two two wigs. I had no costumes, <laughs> and when I did a tour of my dry closet. It was two of my friends that were in the opera I was. They brought over their gowns and shit. So I would have literally had nothing to go to the show. I would have looked crazy. And that was season six. That was Bianca, Courtney Act, uh, uh, Darian Lake. Like, <laughs> season, you know, I would look crazy. <laughs> that shit is... When I, I was looking back at... I posted my um, audition tape on my... Um, Facebook page a mm-hmm. while back, and I went back and looked at the other day. I was like, "This is what's right now." I don't know. If, I don't know if they posted it publicly, but if you ever, Monet, want a kiki and a half, you absolutely must watch Marty Gold Cummings' first Drag Race audition tape. Oh God! It is. It is probably legit one of the unintentionally funniest things <laughs> I have ever seen. In I mean. I was crying. Why? Why crying. is it so funny? I was laughing so hard. Mar- you know how many wigs did you have, too? I Marty have- had none. <laughs> Marty had zero wigs. Uh-huh. Marty was saying, look at my clo- Marty was like, look at my drag closet and fully walking over to their, like, day wear. It'd be, like, just full-on, like, men's clothes. It was a get. And it was very, like, welcome to my home. It was wild. I'm going to watch Maybe, maybe I'll do a, a watch my um, audition tape video one day. You sure? They're fun. They're those, fun. Those, girl. They're really fun. Um, yeah, it, it is It is certainly not uh, easy uh, to do. Oh, God. Jacob, show me a picture of it. I remember, so I was with you when you when you did your season seven tape and obviously your season eight. I remember your season seven one. One of my favorite parts about your season seven one was your music video. Was, was that the year you did Freaky Money in yours? No, I, I actually got cast the n- next year when I did, um, uh, I can't remember which one I did, but Freaky Money was season seven audition tape. Yeah, it was, it's a really good I music did, video. Post the music video. It's really good. It was Cheyenne Picardo uh, directed it. She and did Marty uh, too. My friend Garrett Hummel Esparza, Andrew Rubel was in it. The video that got me cast on Drag Race, actually David laughed. David Laugh edited my video the year I got cast on Drag Race. He edited the year I didn't get cast, so. <laughs> but he didn't do my, but my music video was still Cheyenne. And that year I did, um, what's the one, what's the one RuPaul's like, um. I'm trying to remember. Busy, bitch, you got paid. 
What is that one? You busy bitch. You got paid. That's freaky money. The, is it freaky money? Yes. No, no. What well, it was? It was the, the other one. The, this video where I, it was like some workout song, and and I had all these uh uh cis women. Yes. And I turned them into drag queens. Yeah, I remember. In my, in my music video, Princess Lockeru. Yeah, remember Lockeru? So good. Love her. Yeah. Um, it was, it was that, but these. So let me tell. You, let me tell you what's in a Drag Race edition video. Yes. I mean, at least when it, back when I was audition, I, I, I haven't watched a Drag Race audition tape in a while. Monet just watched somebody's Drag Race audition tape. Um, what you do is you have to do an interview portion. It used to be half in drag, half out of drag, but apparently nowadays it is completely out of drag. I think it was out of drag by the time I got on because I remember my my entire portion was completely out of drag. And then you had to do an acting challenge, and then you had to do a. Uh, crafting, like a, you have to craft a look from like the dollar store back in the day anyway. They added and that They added that on to... season eight. Season eight, your season eight season audition tape was the first year they added that because mm-hmm. it wasn't on my season six or my season seven one. And then I, you had to, um, you, then you had to do uh, show show your closet, like, but actually show the looks on your body. You had to do a runway walk. And you have to do a performance of a RuPaul song, and then one of your like a performance of your choosing. girl. That shit is so. Too I much. chose to do. It, it, you're making a short film. My Honestly, music, my, my, my my video was 30 minutes long. But the gag is, I know some girls auditioned for season 14. They don't have they don't have the runway walk anymore. They don't have um, the craft challenge anymore, and they don't have uh, there's something else they took out. And I was like, the acting challenge. There's no acting or craft challenges anymore. Girl, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, girl, I mean, what, what, what? So I made two craft looks. One year, I went down to the store and I bought a bunch of aluminum foil and those foil, uh, like, oh yeah, that sheets. was cute. Your little gladiator look. It, yeah, and I made a and I made a dress out of that. And the other one with the, which is honestly the ugliest shit I've ever made. What was it? In my life i went and i bought a, some mops oh and I girl cut the mops up <laughs> and i sold the mops too i remember when i say the ugliest shit i have ever made and i will try my best to find videos of this to send to you all i mean to show here but girl well the thing is that you. normally not normally well like stuff like that like bob was like pretty easy he like asked your opinion and he like normally took your advice but when Bob was filming this, Bob is also working six, six nights a week. Bob is is tired. Bob is making costumes. Bob, but you, Bob is still using the idea. You're like, I don't think so. I'm like, whatever, I'm doing it. And then Bob, girl, you are hard pressed to convince Bob. You cannot tell Bob that this fucking mop shit was not didn't belong in the Met It was Gala. hideous. <laughs> and then I dyed the mops brown so they would look like mops still. And I also I sewed it to a leotard. And I dyed the leotard brown. And then I took these. These pearl neck, these like fake pearl necklaces, and I glued the pearls to the mop. It was, uh, it was a disaster. I don't, and I honestly think that's the season I got. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give a queen auditioning now for season fourteen? Don't try to don't do not try to overproduce yourself because if your video does not come off as you, one of two things will happen. They won't be interested in you, or 
they'll cast you. This the worst case scenario is they cast you thinking you're what you are on the video and you'll show up being something else. Yeah. That's the last thing you want. Yeah. That is the last thing you want. And what you what you show in that video, when you show up in the workroom, you need to be what you were on that video. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When you get on the show, people people a lot of girls are like, "What well, girl like like tell me the secret like what to, what to do?" And I'm like, "Honestly, the best thing you can do for yourself is show your personality. Like show who you are. Like they want who you are." And people will be like, "No, but like what's like real advice?" I'm like, "Girl, I'm telling you that is the, the, that is the honest advice I can give you is and that's again yeah, no when, one wants to hear that no one say they don't want to hear that they think you're going to tell them some other unlock some secret and it's like no it's literally being yourself and and talking back to Jacqueline Jacqueline was I was I remember you know obviously Jacqueline and I got close after I was on the show and we had a friendship and I was like girl why did I get cast to the games before she was like because you weren't being you you were being fake and I was like, no, I wasn't. She's like, yes, you were. And now rewatching my tapes, I was trying to do this like, girl, like, like do all this stuff. It just wasn't me. Like I was, just, I was trying to give them personality of what I thought they wanted, and it, she was completely right. I, I mean, you were fully pretending like dresses were yours that weren't even yours. <laughs> that weren't even yours. I mean, I think that um, I, I remember. I think one of the reasons I got cast in Drag Race is I, I sat in the camera and I said, let me tell you. I, the nerve, the fucking nerve. <laughs> I was Cameron, I said, let me tell y'all something. I drag race will benefit from having me as much as I will benefit from being on RuPaul's Drag you Race. You sure did. I said, I'm gonna end up being the next drag superstar whether I'm cast or not. So you might as well go ahead and cast me. And I actually had the audacity. It do to, take but you nerve. know what? I felt that. It do and they were like, this bitch got nerve. And then I, I also included, I said, um, you know, I, I changed my name to Bob the Drag because I thought it'd be really funny if I if my name was Bob and RuPaul had to say, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race is Bob. I was like, wouldn't that be hilarious? Uh, what do you got the drag race call? Who is the first person? Who is the first person you told? I know who I know who it was, and I'm very upset and hurt. Who? It was probably Judy Darling, because she was living with you. No. It wasn't Judy. Um, so the day that we got the call was the day marriage equality passed in the United States of America. So everyone went down to the Stonewall. Every queer in the city and every ally was in the West Village. We could not get to the Stonewall. So we went to the Boots and Saddles across the street. Me, Taylor O'Rear, and his friend Brayden. So we were all there, and I was just we were just at the at the Boots and Saddles looking sad, and we couldn't get in the Stonewall. There was there were like five of us there. It was, there was no one at Boots and Saddles. And I was just sitting there, and I got a phone call. I looked down, and I, I saw a phone call, and I said, Let me, so I went to the dressing room, I said, hello. And it was Stephen Corfi, who is a, br- a British producer of RuPaul's Drag Race. Love, Stephen. A, a rendition. And Stephen has a very slow voice, and he talks kind of like this, and he drags out every word he says. I love and Stephen. Says, and I said, hello. He goes, hello, is this Bob the Drag Queen? I said, yeah. He goes, Congratulations. <laughs> You're a real girl now. <laughs> oh my and god. I was like, I got oh chills. my god. And I remember getting really excited and being like, this is amazing. But also feeling like like I didn't cry. I wasn't like those girls who like I can't I, I remember thinking to myself, I deserve this. <laughs> like this feels right. That is the bobbest shit I ever I'm heard. About to, I'm about to win drag race. So I walked out and I told Taylor, I said, Taylor, I just fucking got cast on drag race. You told Taylor before yeah. me. You never. Also, I want to let let this be very clear. Bob never even really told me. Told me. Bob kept on the the code between Bob and his friends was like Bob was like I'm going on a cruise. Everything was I'm going on this cruise. cruise. I'm going on a cruise. I actually don't think I. I don't think I officially told Taylor. I think I came out and told Taylor. 
I'm going on a cruise this summer. I did not, and you're right, I did not tell anyone explicitly, I'm going to, I told everyone I'm going on a cruise. We all knew what I was talking about. We all knew. <laughs> but Monet, Monet was a, when I, when, when I say, tell someone I'm serious about my word, I'm not joking around. This is true. Like so much of the point where it annoys, it annoys the people around. They're like, you ain't got to take it this serious. I'm like, yes, the fuck I do. This is true. Well, so also, I did not tell anyone. They put that fear into you. When they call you, they're like, do not tell anyone. They'd be like, bitch, if you tell anyone, you ain't going nowhere. You're going to sit your little black ass in New York yeah. City. They put the fear of God on you to not tell anyone. And even when I got cast on All Star, which is so different now, like that's such a different experience. And now... Bitch, now, like, you see these girls posting, like, BTS stuff of, of them getting ready. And, girl, it is, like, a fleet of, like, 20 people in their apartment girl. sizing them, yeah. doing this and bobbity bop. And it, that's just not how I ever did Drag Race. When I did Drag Race, when I got the call for season 10, the only person I told was Bob. And, obviously, I had to tell the designer. Well, I didn't, I didn't tell the designers. They get them asking me. They was like, what is this for? I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this thing this summer. I'm going to do this. Oh, no, I, I, I kept on my thing was I'm, I'm going on a family reunion. I was like, I'm going to a family barbecue reunion. They were like, okay, and you're getting all these outfits. Yeah, I want to show my family my, my cool outfits. But I told Bob, and I had my friend at that time, Bradley. Bradley helped me stone stuff. And, again, I never... I took Bob's lead. I never explicitly told him what I did. I was, he doesn't ask me. I was like, I'm going on a family cruise. I mean, I'm going on, on, a, on a, I'm going to a family barbecue this summer. And he helped me stone stuff um, to go to season 10. But I never told yeah. anyone explicitly, uh, explicitly where I was going. But the other thing, too, so I, it, it backfired me on one person. So I have this one friend who I won't name them. Who's yeah. a good friend of mine. Bob, who's an amazing Bob, artist. Bob, just oh, say the names. fucking okay. name. Well, actually, I'll, I'll advertise them because he, because he's a really good artist. And he actually designed, if you're watching on Patreon, this tattoo. Oh. He designed this he's tattoo so for cute. me. He's so cute. Like, with me in mind, his name is Ryan Ostrowski. He's so a cute. really, really talented artist. So Ryan, I wanted Ryan to paint a dress for me. I have this black dress that I made. Oh, yes. This black dress that went all the way to the floor. Yes. And I gave it to Ryan. I said, Ryan, I want you to paint this. This is, I need, it was going to, I didn't tell, it was going to be so my cute. final look. It was going to be my final runway. And I said, Ryan, just paint this dress for me. It'll be great. Um, I need, I'm going on a cruise and I really need it by this day. So I gave Ryan the dress and that I made and then I was just like, you know, working and working and sewing and, and purchasing and going on Amazon apparently. <laughs> so I got all my stuff together. And then the day before, like two or three days before I had to go, Ryan was supposed to drop the dress off and he gave me, he dropped the dress. I said, are you bringing it? He goes, yeah, he drops the dress off. Bitch, nothing. But tell he them why. Tell them off. why. No, I, yeah, I will tell you why. He dropped that dress off cleaner than it was when I gave it to him. <laughs> he got a dry clean. It was a little, a little. I'm mean, have a nice day. Uh, clear cellophane thing. Yeah, it wasn't like he halfway. He just didn't do. It. He was like, he said, you know, I got to be honest, Bob. You intimidate me. And this project was overwhelming. And I would just look at the dress. And it's so big, and I've never painted anything this big, and I just freaked out. That's sweet. I just freaked out. I think also... And I was like, I, well, Ryan, why didn't you... And he was like, it's just a cruise. And I was like, bitch, it's not a cruise! 
<laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. I think Bob, you, everyone in the city. Could no, he, be, you're right. He, he didn't say. It, he didn't say it just a crew. That, that that is a fabrication of my mind. When I go back and think about, it, he did not say that. But I think everyone. So what Bob was not saying, Ryan Ostrowski was. The bar, uh, the cocktail server at Bob's Monday Night Show. Cocktail so, winner, so they yeah. had a very close relationship, and Brian would see Bob every week. So, I think obviously Ryan knew what you probably needed the dress for, and I think Ryan was like, "This is scary. To what if I fuck up this dress and it's ugly?" He probably was scared to do this dress, and you put it on national television, and people drag him like they fucking dragging Florence Lee, and other people knock up the Tina Burner. You know what I mean? So, I think he was just I nervous. Mean, I will say this. I. I've had that situation two times. Monet knows the other designer <laughs> who I, I I went into like so my outfit, my um my neon look was made by this Chris Chris Haynes. Chris the fuck Haynes. <laughs> Damn Jesus Girl. Monet is saying their name. Yeah. So I by the way, Monet turned me on to him. Let's just make that clear. He was Monet good was at like, first. You gotta go to well, okay. Monet, by the way, Chris is a great designer. He, he made me the, the neon outfit, and he also made me that red jumpsuit that I wore um, to the DragCon. It's really nice with the, with the beads on. It's really, really nice. Yeah. And, girl, Chris Haynes, this is after Drag Race. I, I took a bunch of fabric. <laughs> I had all, you know, I used, to, I used to always go fabric shopping. I used to go fabric shopping even when I didn't need fabric. I was like, I want this one day. So I gave him, like, a bunch of fabric. Like, you know what? Just go ham. Send me a picture and then uh, I'll approve it, and then you'll make the outfit, and we can just keep this relationship going. And Miss Thing, that fabric, he he said he saw it, he got intimidated, he was, I make him nervous, and then I just never got my outfit. I mean, and then he was holding it a hostage. You remember this one? Yes, yes. And you were like, you were like, like and then I, I, said, I, I was getting something made by him for season 10, and you were like, he was like, Monet, Tell this motherfucker, give me my fucking fabric. He was like, he has had my fabric. Monet, he's holding my fabric hostage, Monet. He's had it for over two years. Give me my shit back. No, he was, because Monet tried to get the fabric, and he was like, Monet was like, I'll take it. He was like, I can't give it to you. And I was like, what is going on with my fabric? What the fuck? Do you remember that? When he was like... I can't give you the fabric, Monet. Uh, yes, and then and then I would be at his house uh, talking, and Bob would call me because Bob and I would talk like every day. And then Bob was like, "When they put me on speaker, I'm like, I'm not putting you on speaker. This is because this is too much." I was like, "I'm not, I'm not doing it." Yeah, I was like, "Put me on speaker." And I started screaming. I was like, "I know this nigga can hear me. Give me my fabric." I was this close to just going to his house. I think I maybe did. I think I did one day call and say. I'm coming over. Did, I'm coming to your house. And right how now. did you get the fabric? I got it back, but I think I got like some. I don't even remember. It was so long ago. I I, I think I ended up going to his house, being like, "Chris, give me my fabric. Um, <laughs> give me my fucking fabric." When when I got a call for All Stars Four, Patty. Oh, Matt, before you go into that, before you go into that, let's take a little break. Okay. Is there something interfering with your happiness or like preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, listen. I know that I've been very stressed out lately. I've been trying to get a house and um, it's caused a lot of stress. If you've ever bought a house, you know it is incredibly stressful. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. But the service is available to clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor 
You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly videos or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read the testimonials that are posted there daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash rivalry. That's a better H-E-L-P to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Sibling Rivalry listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash rivalry. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash rivalry. Here we are. We are podcasting together. Uh, wait, wait, Monet, is yes. that your voice? Yes. Uh, excuse me, I need to phone my agent. I was informed I would be with Bob the Drag Queen, a oh, real no. winner. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony and Irony. With Lady Bunny and Monet Exchange. I wish now, I could exchange I guys to, my host. <laughs> I want you guys to guess who is who is Irony and who is Ebony. Just take a wild guess. Bunny, what do you think? I feel like I'm more Irony. I think that's a racist Ebony. question. Okay, really quick. When right, I, what happened? When I, when I came back from, when I got the call for All Stars 4, Patty and I went on a trip in Chicago, and Patty recorded me, unbeknownst to me, of me, of Mandy Salang saying, calling me, telling me I got an All Stars 4. And I was like, oh my God. Um, but uh, besides that, when what did she say to you? I don't remember. What did, what, what, what did Mandy say to you? There's a video, I don't remember, but it was probably something to the effect of Monet. They, they always ask, are you alone? Can anyone else hear this phone call? I'm like, no, Manny, no one is here. She's like, well, I want to just give you congratulations. You are officially cast on All Stars 4. I was like, no way. And, um, Wait, yeah, All Stars? Oh, this is your All Stars call? All Stars call, yeah. I have my season 10. I, I have a video of me recording right after I got the season 10 call because I was at home alone and I recorded myself. And then my All Stars 4. Um, I remember one of my, one of, one of, a big memory of mine is when you came back from, from season eight. Bob, so, okay, I gotta tell the story. So, Bob, we're all like anticipation what, of Bob coming back. We're like, where is Bob coming back? Blah, 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 blah. I am, I forget where I was. I just, and I see, Bobby Caldwell with a picture of you at Capizio, my, my screensaver for you. I was like, oh my God, because you had been gone for over a month and a half. And I was like, hello? And he was like, he was like, hi, Monet. I was like, how are you? He was like, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, how was your cruise? And you're like, everything went well. Everything went well. And then you were asking about picking you up, but I couldn't pick you up for whatever reason because I was still working full time, I think. I couldn't pick you up. And then so Jay DeFeo ended up picking up um, Bob. Jay DeFeo yeah. is one of our, he, does, he edits videos and stuff for us here on, on Simon Rivalry. Shout out to Jay. And then so Jay picked Bob up from the airport and 
and came to Bob's and brought, and we were also myself, Judy Darling, Alfredo, Taylor, Caitlin, maybe. Honey uh, LeBronx, maybe? Maybe Honey LeBronx. On Patty. Oh, this is, we had also, re, they had like redesigned your home, right? They like reconstructed your house. Yeah. They like redesigned your house. Yeah. And then so we were all in Bob's house and waiting for him to get home. Bob comes through the door, y'all, and Bob just breaks down crying. I mean, crying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh, Bob, no. Girl, just sobbing. He was like, he's like, I'm just so happy to be home. I just miss all my friends. And I was like, oh, it was so cute. Yeah, because, and once you go to Drag Race, you understand that <laughs> feeling because you are in just such an extreme version of isolation and the only people that you see are either above you or they are your competitors. <laughs> there is no like peers that like you have relationships that have nothing to do with competition with. Either they are telling you what to do. And when you're on Drag Race, the, the totem pole of like power, <laughs> the drag queens are at the very bottom. I mean, the PA who runs coffee has more power than the drag Honestly. queen. Except when they go back to All-Stars. And then when they go to All-Stars, the drag Girl! queens move up like three notches. Bitch, on All-Stars, <laughs> we were calling the shots. We were like, oh, this weekend we're getting manicures. And whether you take us or not, we're getting manicures. We, we, we need massages. Bitch, All-Stars, you come back feeling yourself. And can't nobody tell you shit. I... I remember uh, talking to um, I talked to Jacqueline through a couple of seasons of All-Stars. Uh-huh. And she would never tell us during, but she was like, these girls are <laughs> rotten. Like, when the girls come back, they are. And she said to me, she said, she said, um, Bob, promise me this. I don't know if I promised or not. She goes, because you remember, she, you remember Jack, Jacqueline was always saying, I'm going to move on. I'm doing something new next year. I'm doing something new next year. She always said, I'm doing something yeah, new next year. Yeah. She said, if they ever call you for All-Stars, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Miss Jacqueline. Fucking Miss Jacqueline. Um, what were your interactions with, like, I feel like when you came back, I feel like you didn't, Bob was just back to normal. Bob, I mean, that first day you were crying. You were a little, you know, you missed home, whatever. But you were back. I feel, I feel like you, you took, like, two days off. Then you were right back to business. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I was not off very long. I, I, I got back. I got fired from one show while I was gone. That is, can you Who please tell them? What a stupid, what, like, what a stupid, and everyone knew why, where Bob had gone for a month and a half. And then you, and they fired, which you, Bob is one of the, obviously, one of the most successful acts. And they fired you. That was so dumb. Maybe Robert really thought I was on a cruise. But how about I called Robert and said, Robert, I got to go on a cruise for about a, I said, I got to go on a cruise for about a month and a half and I cannot do my shows. However, my friend Frosty Flakes, who also works at the establishment, has said that she will fill in for me. And so please, can you agree to this? He said, no, I got fired. But everyone else kept me. I went back. My first show back was at Barracuda. Um, and I... I remember that show was crazy. I, I, I'll never forget what I was wearing that day. So I was wearing these uh, disco shorts, the blue disco shorts that I wear in the um, the Boy Scout outfit. Uh-huh. I wore a, I think a a, a, a black leotard, a, my yellow see through fanny pack, and my little bright orange uh, kitty cat wig, and I had my nails done. Yes. Oh. You remember this? I had acrylics. Bitch. Bitch, when Bob came back, so before Dragons, Bob was all Bob was known as 
he would have his nails painted black and it was always chipped. It was chippy, chippy yep. McNails. Always and forever. Bob came back from, from, from Drag Race and Bob was like, Monet, you have to start wearing nails with every outfit. She was like, Monet, I'm not arguing with you. Trust me, you need to start wearing nails with everything you do. And I was like, why? Like, Monet... No, this is uh, Bob Zemo. Money, can you please just listen to me? Can you please not argue? Can you just please wear nails with everything? Bob proceeds to get. His- well, as you all can see, she has abandoned the. the uh, <laughs> she's abandoned that theology. And then, so then Bob started getting acrylics done, and Bob is literally a fucking uh, Shrek person, and he was snapping off nails <laughs> like they were toothpicks. Every other day, this bitch Every had a nail snapping off, snapping off, snapping off. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. My nails were flying through the air. Uh, so I, I, I think I did the nails for like a week and a half. And I was like, this is a wrap. And I got them because RuPaul, y'all may not remember this, but RuPaul is wearing acrylics on season eight. Pink. Look at RuPaul's hands out of drag. Yeah, RuPaul's wearing these fleshy pink acrylics. Um, and RuPaul and Robbie Turner were both wearing these nails. And I remember being like, this, like, this, it just elevates it. Then I, I, I'm just too oafish. To yeah. wear nails, I guess it was not, but I do wear nails. But as you, I, mean, I, I, I wear nails on my looks now. But that was when I um started wearing nails. I started wearing nails on Drag Race. So y'all see me wearing nails on the runway? I started wearing, and I didn't, I didn't know how to do them. <laughs> I so I would call people and have them make nails. I called someone and had them make me nails, make me nails. But I paid like fifty dollars for a set of just gray nails. The nails that are on my clown costume, they literally just painted them different shades of gray. That was all they did. They didn't do designs. They didn't do interesting <laughs> little things. I don't even. I don't even remember who I called. But all the nails you saw on Drag Race were made by one person, and they were. And I paid them like fifty dollars per set. They were just nails painted. Nothing else. Do you, I gag. Do you know who who doesn't do acrylics? Bianca. She just she always paints her nails like a dark burgundy or like a black, and she just paints her regular uh, out of boy nails. And just her, her drag. In her defense, Bianca's one of the queens who uh, cinches, laces, like lace front wig. Like Bianca goes pretty full out every time she's in drag. Yeah. Bianca does not have a, she doesn't have a shake and go that she wears. And she's always wearing a corset. Even when she's wearing her little things, I'll be in the dressing room. She gets undressed and she's in a corset. I'm like, Bianca, this isn't even touching your body. And you're skinny. What are you doing? That's that, I don't know, girl. <laughs> we're about to talk about some misconception of drag race. That's a misconception. Fucking that Bianca. People look at Bianca. They think Bianca is a tiny waif of a man. Bianca is skinny. Hey, Google. How tall is Bianca Del Rio? Here is information from today's famous celebrity. Bianca is also not true. Also not true. What does it true. say? It says 5'9". It says 5'9". Bianca is no taller than 5'7". Yeah, and that's Bianca is short. She's for but Bian- but what is Bianca has very big energy, so she seems bigger. Bianca is a tiny frail something something. Um, what yeah, a- she's teeny weeny. Teen- and also, here's another exception. People think that me, Kim, me, Kim, and Naomi are average height because we're all standing next to my seat. Had a lot of tall people. Me, Thorgy, Acid Betty, Dax, Naomi. Cam, there are some very tall people in my season. Actually, I think Dax is the tallest person from my season. Dax is about 6'4", 6'5". But people see me and Cam and Amy say next to them and just assume we're all average height. And they meet us, and they're like, y'all are huge. Girl. Like, I think I'm, I, I, me and Kim are might be the same height. I think Naomi's a little bit taller, but we're, none of us is less than 6'2". Yeah, that shit is crazy. What are, um, what are some other misconceptions you think people have about Drag Race, Bob? Uh, well, I think that I mean, 
I don't know. I, I don't know how many misconceptions. I think that most of misconceptions come from the contestants. Like, I think people don't understand how stressful it is. Like, the way you're behaving on Drag Race, you're paranoid, you're tired, you're hungry, you're sleepy, you're you're nervous, you're scared, you're excited. Like, it's... And also, you're afraid. Yeah. All the time, because everyone has power over you. Yeah. I had no... This may sound stupid to y'all. Y'all gonna be like, Monet, well, how much of a dumb bitch are you? Bitch, I thought the worker was an actual room. I didn't realize it was a soundstage. So when I got there and I was doing my entrance to, to the work room, I was like... What the hell is this? This little, this little flimsy, fake ass room. I thought it was a real room. Yeah. So they, yeah, yeah. Because well, now the walls are like snakeskin, but they used to be bricks. It You're used right. to look like bricks. Yeah. My season had brick walls, but the walls are just vinyl. Well, they're exactly it's just what like, you see a like dragon. When you when when you go to DragCon, you go yeah. to the workroom. That's literally what that's the workroom. That's that, the workroom. That is the workroom. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like a vinyl. If you, if a, if a, if a, if a fight broke out and you push the queen into the wall, bitch, she would go through it. Like it, like it is not. It is not a sturdy wall. Also, the mirror, you cannot see in that mirror. You can't. Because what y'all realize is the mirror is a two-way mirror. Yeah. So what you do is you're doing your makeup in the mirror. Then every once in a while, behind the mirror, you hear uh, You're like, oh. And it's a camera. There's a camera on a track, and you can hear it, like, zooming in. Then every once in a while, you see a blue light, like, flicker. And because it's a two-way mirror, it's not that strong. So you can barely see yourself in that mirror. How girls do their makeup in that mirror is beyond me. I have yeah. no clue. Also, here's a gag. So I found out. I don't even know how true this is, but I heard a rumor that on my season, they were going to bring the models in to surprise us in the workroom the next day. Mm-hmm. Gigi Hadid and um, and um, Be- uh, Bella, no. No. Chanel uh, Iman uh, and Gigi Hadid. Chanel yeah. Iman and Gigi Hadid. We were sitting there and then, but the, okay, this is no shade anyone, but the models, they didn't get a lot of the references from Snatch Game. Like, there were moments where they would say something they would just go over their head. So we came in the next day and the cast wasn't they were talking about, let's just say the cast was talking about how a lot of stuff went over the models' heads. Um, and we were just going in. And I heard that they were behind the glass. Listen, <laughs> this might not be true, but I heard they were behind the glass oh. listening and were like, never mind. <laughs> Bob, and y'all know, Bob. Loves a, a roast. So Bob was probably being so mean about these young ladies. Jesus Christ. Why you assume it was me? Why you assume it was me? I know it was you, Bob. I can't think of anyone. Kim, Kim, I mean, Kim is pretty ruthless, too. And Naomi's pretty shady. Kim is shady. Naomi's shady, yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> and Betty. Oh, God. And Thorgy. <laughs> y'all are girls. No, y'all are some mean girls. Yeah, they, y'all are probably being season so mean. Hate. Season, season eight. Season eight. I know, we, we talked about this before briefly, but when Bob came back from season eight, Bob used to have his little secret season hate uh, Facebook chat group, and I always wanted to know what they were talking about. Can you do you do you want to release the transcripts of that? Do you want to go back in time and put and, and screenshot it and post it? It was mostly pictures of um, Layla McQueen um, sucking. Di- uh, Layla McQueen would send us pictures of herself eating someone's ass in full makeup. It just sent us like a picture of it. It was Cynthia Lee Fontaine always being like, Hola, mis amores, I love you. And then also, the funniest thing, which Season 8 used to always laugh about this, as we established a group, the very first message, before anyone said hi, said, Dax exclamation point has left the group. So, <laughs> we, 
we would. <laughs> so we would screen grab that and just post it oh over and over again. Like, God. We, we would text it to each other. We would do. Aww. We would always look up that clip of before Dax didn't say a word. That's so the mean. First thing Dax did was leave the group, and we and we were like, "Oh, she does not like us, girl." And, and that that was I, that was I remember the first thing. One of the things that we used to always fucking laugh about was her Dax exclamation point. That is so mean. And none of y'all reached out to her to be like, "Hey, girl, how are you feeling?" Y'all are some nasty bitches. We. We reached out to we reached out to Dax. We we reached out to put it in the in the group. And maybe maybe there's also a chance that Dax didn't realize what it was, or maybe it had a different reaction. But that that Dax has left the group. Girl, that shit used to get us to get. We would post that shit all the time. Do you do you um I I, I, I to go back about a misconception that I had. I, I I didn't realize how emotional Drag Race would be. And I remember I used to make fun of Bob. For crying on drag and yada yada yada, but when I went on drag race, bitch, I was up there boohooing, and I was like, "This shit is really hard. It really is very taxing on your emotions." Yeah, I'll never forget that day. When I, I, it, it was before, it was before. I think it was between our seasons, and someone was crying, and you, I remember you being like, "Why are people?" It just looks so silly when people cry on camera. Like, I would never cry, and I remember saying, "One day you're gonna get on drag race, girl, and you will be singing a different tune." Because when you were there. <laughs> It fucking rocks your world. I have a question for you. Did you ever... How was your psychiatric psychiatric evaluation? I hated them. And I had to do it for both season 10 and All Stars 4. And I think you, you have to do psych evals for most uh, reality shows. I've heard different people doing it for mm-hmm. Big Brother and also Survivor. It's not like a dragger-specific thing. But the questions... Is, it's like 400 questions. It takes you like four hours to do it. And it's like questions like, if a drug... If a... If a if a dog was drowning, would you help? Would you watch? Would you would you ask it to help to help? And it'll, it it just asks the same questions like would that. Would you laugh at it? Would you like? Yeah, would, ask would you those. You step on the dog's head. <laughs> it'll ask you those questions like literally, but in like five different ways throughout the exam. It's like so crazy. It's I hate it. I hate it. And then you have to go see a psychiatrist. I didn't. You have I, to go to a to a doctor's office. You didn't do that. No, bitch. They they was like, no, this bitch is unhinged. Let's take Bob's ass in. They, they, they probably want to have you committed. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say, if they did get that lax on the psychiatric evaluation, that might explain how some some uh, contestants have slipped through the crack. <laughs> um, but we we did the psychiatric the psychiatric evaluations, and I remember when I went. Three of us were all in there at the same time. So I would go to the doctor's office, and then when I got out, I would have to go to a bathroom while the other person would go through. And then when the door was closed, then I would go out so we wouldn't see each other. And I found out who the other two queens were. Who? And only one of them made it on, made it on Drag Race. Well, tell us the one that got on. So Thorgy Thor, it was me and, me and Thorgy were at the, at the doctor's office at the same time. And the last one was a queen... From upstate New York City, oh. it was Dino, uh, that big that, girl from upstate. That li- yes, and her name reminds you of a cereal. Yes, let's put it that way. Yeah, reminds you of well, a you cereal. Well, you know, and she. But also, that's a rumor. I don't know because I heard, I heard that. I feel like at some point she was like, "I was there and getting this psychiatric evaluation," but also, I don't know that. Well, that, bitch, when she didn't get on for like the third time, whatever she she did this whole draggers expose. You don't remember this, Bob? 
Wait, did she talk about? Did she talk about going to, to oh, the evaluation? She posted screenshots of all of her calls, all of her evals, all the emails what? from Stephen, from Bruce, everybody. She posted it all on Facebook. Everybody was like, "What are you doing? Just because you didn't get on this time doesn't mean it can't happen again." Look at Nina West auditioned nine times for the show, but she had had it because she got so far, and she was like, "Fuck that!" And she put she put screenshots of everything on Facebook. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, listen. Do what you want to do. Live how you want to live. For me, that's not the look. The look is not like I didn't get on, so I'm going to expose the world. Um, because then it will really in- impair your chances of getting on in the future, if if that's your goal. Well, you know, so really quick before we wrap up, I know we have to get go soon. So, you know, I was like first run, first runner up for, se- for, for season nine. And then that year when I did that psyche valve, do you know what my fucking psyche valve was, Bob? Who? My Sakiva was in like Hamptons, New York. I had to drive my car three hours to go take my Sakiva for season nine. And so did Aja, both Aja and I. Again, I didn't know Aja was doing it. I was getting to anyone. But Aja was like, bitch, I drove out there for that fucking three hours outside of the city. I had to drive. It was crazy. Girl, what's wrong with their insurance over at World of Wonder? They don't have a. <laughs> what crunchy ass insurance do they have? Bitch, I went to the Upper West Side. I, I took the one train down, down to like 76th Street. Girl. For season 10, it was somewhere down on 34th Street. But for season 9, I had to drive all the way out to Long Island. Wait, so you did the psychiatric evaluation. Oh, my. I did not. How did I not? I did it three Wait. times. I did it once for season 9, for season 10, and then for All Stars. Maybe I must have known that you got the uh, that you got that far. And I know I know a lot of queens who have made it really far in the um, process because there's this nerves you get when you... Okay, so this was my process. As a lot of you know, I told the story before. Um, Kathleen and Jimmy called RuPaul. RuPaul came to the monster. RuPaul saw me. I got... Well, I got a call. I got two years in a row. I was, like, I was told to audition by production. They were like, we want you to audition. Season seven, they didn't cast me. They didn't even call me back. Season eight, they called me again. And then RuPaul showed up at my show and I was like, oh, I guess I really better audition this season. Um, so that was like, that was like my, but also when you, um, you get the, 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 fo- the first call being like, we're considering you. And then you talk to story producers and then they say, okay, we like your story. We like your, your, your personality. Now we've got to send you over to a psychiatric evaluation. So you, you do the written evaluation. You go and talk to a psychiatrist about your evaluation. And then you just wait. You wait for like maybe four or five days and then someone calls you. And then back in my season, you had two weeks to go to RuPaul's Drag Race. But again, that was... Two weeks to get about think, 30 looks ready. I think a lot of it has changed because now now I hear that girls don't even get... Uh, now I hear you get go straight to the psyche valve. Like there's like... It, it, it changes so much, I guess, by like how it's casting and like how they're doing it. And who knows? Now with COVID, maybe... You first, you go get like a, you have to go get like the, the, a COVID test first. Then they talk to you, and by the time they do this next season, maybe yeah. you might have to have the vaccine. Like it's probably so many things that who knows what the process is at this point. And the work they put into the pre, like the selection, it is thorough. Yeah, I, I used to spend hours. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Hours on the phone with Jacqueline before I even met her. Yeah, I had never even met this woman. Yeah, I just remember talking to her on the phone and like. Growing a bum with her, and then I would spend hours on the phone with Mish. So my two people I was talking to were Mish and Jacqueline. Same. Um, and then, 
And then I remember Jacqueline, I would talk to her and she would be like, Troy, Troy, you are trouble. And then uh, Mish was like, I don't want to deal with Bob. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're like a problem queen, they'll give you to Jacqueline because she was really tough. Yeah. And I was, apparently I was the problem queen that that no one wanted (laughs) To work well, Bob is also notorious. Ellen, who used who was like the head, I don't know what her title was, the head talent wrangler. Or I don't know what it is, but she was like, I mean, when I was there, she was a PA, but she moved up. She was like, Bob, when I, when I went back for All Stars 4, she's like, Bob will, oh, so that was season nine, All Stars 2, um, season 10, All Stars 3. <laughs> Um, also, well, that's five seasons. She was like, and all her time before that, she's like, Bob will go down in history as the hardest person I ever had to ice. Because there's a thing called hard ice. Like, which, is, which is asking someone to stop talking. Stop talking. She's like, Bob it was the hardest person. And then she was like, and so, and then when they leave you in your room for the weekend, you know, they bring you food and stuff. They, you can go on walks to the pool, whatever. She was like, I would open the door to take Bob, to give Bob his food, and Bob would drag me in the room, close the door, and make sure I could. Not physically, just so we're clear. Not, yeah, physically. not physically. I would just, I would be like, I would be like, I need you to come look at this thing real quick. And then they were going to be like, okay, now I got to talk. And I would just be like, I can't, I, I got to, I would just think of things to talk about. Because I was like, I cannot be in this room by myself. Because we had, my sister, we had one day weekends. We only had one day off. We worked every day except Sunday. Gag. Every day except Sunday we were working. So I was very desperate for human interaction. <laughs> that fucking hotel room was killing me. And the commercials on TV getting their brand and all of us. And so we were, at one point we were all like, we need, we, we all, as a group, are like, we need to get ripping dippums from Popeyes <laughs> because we kept seeing that fucking Popeyes ripping dipper commercial <laughs> over and over again <laughs> to the point where we were begging production if we could all have Popeyes because we and Derek Barry had never had fried chicken before. That I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That's not true. There's no way. Derek, Doesn't that sound wild? There's no way Derek grew up his entire life and not had fried chicken. I just don't believe that. That's what I kept saying, but Derek was like, I've never had fried chicken. I have never eaten... Everyone around was like... He was like, what does fried chicken taste like? We were like, what do you mean? What do you mean, what does fried chicken taste like? No way. Like... (sighs) No way. What in the suburbs is going on that you have never... Everyone has had fried chicken. Vegans eat fried chicken. (laughs) Everyone knows what fried chicken tastes like. I was also watching during my season, I would watch Chopped. When we would come back to the hotel, I would watch Chopped and I would watch Naked and Afraid. Bitch, Naked and Afraid was my show. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to tell people, too, like, I, I am a lot and I am aggressive and I don't necessarily ease that up when I'm when I'm on Drag Race. So there were several moments where me and production were having it. I, I argued with production probably, oh, my God, the, 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 uh, the, the challenge producers hated me <laughs> they hated me and at the very end of the season he admitted it he admitted that he didn't like me why because they would give you the instructions and you would be like okay but what if you do this and that like that well i'd be like well this is wrong and like you guys ask us if we understand this so i remember they the first thing you get there they would give you an ipod and they, and they used to give you a a like a Printed lyrics. Every lyric to every lip sync yeah. they handed to you is printed out. And then I came back the next day and I, after I, I read and I said, you know these aren't the lyrics, right? And they're like, what? And I was like, this is not, these aren't the lyrics to this song. Do you think these are the lyrics of the song? And I was like, <laughs> let me read this to you. And I was like, it says here, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not what, that's not what they're saying in the song. And then they'd be like, okay, let me look at it. And they would go back and they come back and realize it was wrong. 
But I guess they didn't like that I said it in front of everyone. But also, you and I both know, Monet, we don't have the power to pull people to the side. Yeah. We don't get to say, let me see a talent producer in the corner. Yeah. That's not how... That, that's, they pull us to the corner. We don't get to pull them to the fucking corner. Yeah, yeah. So I remember telling him, like, this is wrong, and I did it in front of everyone. Or they would... Oh, I remember they... I, they, I never forget, during the Wizard of Oz challenge, they gave me this thing to read as... um. They, they give you a breakdown of your character. So when you see, like, the Rusicals and, and all this stuff, each character has an actual character breakdown that you can read through. Yeah. And I read through the one for Glinda, and then I was holding up this... Because the thing said, Glinda has uh, red ringlets flowing over the shoulder. Just describe her hair. And I held up this shitty wig they gave me. <laughs> and I held up the paper. And I would look at them and i say, ringlets... Flowing <laughs> over the shoulder, <laughs> and, I, and we we ended up dying laughing. It got to the point where it was so crazy where the girls started filming me on the the iPod touches because we were laughing so hard about <laughs> this ringlets flowing over the shoulder, and I had this little Shirley Temple ass, uh, horrible hard front uh, wig. Um, but yeah, the challenge producers they really, really didn't like me, girl. Would you, and I think we've, we've if, if there was this alleged all superstar season, everyone swears it's happening, would you go back? I will say this. The further it gets away, the, the closer I get to no. Like, initially, I'm like, yes, I want to go back. But I will say my life is getting really big and really transforming, and there are things that I can't take a huge chunk of my time off for. Right. Um, if they, I, I, For me, honestly, they, they would have to make the prize I mean, my mind says a million dollars, which seems appropriate to me. Um, but if not that, at least 500000 But, like, if, if the prize was $100,000, I would not go back. Yeah. I would be like, no. I don't think they would. I, I feel like they would, they, they would have to up it. And I think they know that. But I don't think 500000 I think maybe they'll do 250000 a quarter of a million dollars. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. Yeah. At that point, it's like, is it even worth it? If it's not a million dollars, I'm not going. Or it needs to be a million dollars. If it is for drag race superstars and it's all winners, if it's anything less than one million dollars, in my opinion, it's insulting. Yeah. You know. You don't think so? Must be nice. You don't think that's what I'm saying is true? Must be Nietzsche. Would you go back for a hundred thousand dollars? No. No. See? Exactly. No. But uh, okay, what if it wasn't what if it wasn't money you can win? What if it was what if it was like a uh, apprentice and we're we're doing it for charity? How much? I don't know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for charity. One million dollars. <laughs> I can listen. I can raise one hundred thousand dollars for charity on my own without spending money on thirty outfits, without emotionally traumatizing myself, without arguing with my friends on TV. I can raise one hundred thousand dollars. For charity. I've done yeah. it. I've done it. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and, 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 and drive myself crazy to win $100,000 for charity when I could have done uh, four or five online shows and raised that amount of money. Okay. Well, on that note, RuPaul, you heard it here first. Bob said no. <laughs> Would you go? I didn't. Part of it is the money thing, whatever, but I just doing drag race to me 
thinking about it, obviously, I was like going crazy. But like doing drag is like I'm not even thinking about the money. Think about like the challenges. I'm like. Now, going back with the head I have now, it just seems so fun. It just seems like a fun thing to do, honestly. I do agree to that. That's, that is true. Going back to Drag Race sounds fun. I would love to be on RuPaul's Drag Race again. And it's not the money for me. I just want to point yeah, that out. Yeah, it's not the money. It is not the money. But going back on Drag Race and winning the, 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 winning the title of the Queen of the Queens is Huge, but I do think out of respect for the winners, it should be more than a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely, I think so. I think, and I think, and maybe not that. necessarily just a million, but that that's a nice kicking off point. I mean, when fucking um Heidi Klum and um and uh, Tim Gunn went over to their new show on Amazon, the prize was a million dollars, and the designers didn't even have to sew their own outfits. That's crazy. They had stitchers. They were like, just like draw it up. Cut out your patterns and then just leave it in this bag. And you would show up in the morning and you would have an outfit just sewn for you. That's crazy. Let, here's my thought. If they do drag race superstars and let the let the queens come back with their teams, but still eliminate us. I'm not I don't, I'm not here for this whole let us yeah. hang out to the end yeah. bullshit. I say let us bring our teams so you can see what a drag race superstar is at the highest form. Yeah. At our highest Bitch. form. Let me bring my let me bring my designer. I'm taking Domino. Let me bring my assistant. I'm taking Domino. Let me let me bring two backup dancers. I'm taking Domino. Go on that show. Listen, first of all, let me just put. Let me just. I'm not telling you who Domino's going to choose, but let's just say Domino's already on staff. (laughs) Let me say something. Domino is absolutely choosing me over you, a thousand percent. Period. Easy, easy money. And okay. yes, take your little right. take take your little crunchy uh, uh boyfriend and take your little crunchy Kennedy. I will gladly take Domino and I will take uh I will take Jay and I'll take uh uh, uh Pat Patty. We're gonna fuck y'all up. What's Jay gonna do? Make some videos for you? <laughs> uh, Photoshop you? What's what Jay gonna do? <laughs> Jay, well, is it, they're like, okay, do a, prepare a number for the thing. Jay gonna make my visuals. Uh, Domino gonna make me the costume, and Patty gonna give me a nice a- aesthetic. Okay, let me see what's gonna happen. Me, it's gonna first of all, Domino is not gonna choose you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> yes, he but, is. And I don't want to hurt your relationship. And I don't want to hurt your relationship with Domino. But anyway, it's gonna be me, Domino, and Kennedy first starter. Then I'm gonna get two dancers. I'm gonna bring okay. Omar that's and too much. Tizlam is not going with you. Too much. If we get if we get two dancers, I'm bringing my two dancers. <laughs> what of it? I'm calling Domino right now. You about to? Oh yeah, bitch. Your foot's about to be so hurt. Oh, your foot's about to be hurt. Well, I just got off a business call with Domino, so good luck. <laughs> Hey, lady. Hey, Domino. You are on you speaker. Yeah, you're on speaker on sibling rivalry right now. Are we discussing if there was a reality and they did um, drag race superstars, or whatever, and they let us bring teams? I said I claim Domino. Bob was like, Monet, Domino's not gonna go with you, and, and I was like, <laughs> Bob, I was like, Bob, yes, he is. Domino, right now for our podcast, who would you choose? Are you going? Are you team Bob? Are you team Monet? Let's start the bidding. <laughs> Listen, tell Domino I said Domino is already on staff. I have I have taken Domino around the world. Bob said that you're on staff, but he is taking you around the world. He was like, he was like, you were you. Were I, I took Domino on TV. I put you. I put you up on Domino. You did tell me about Domino, <laughs> but Domino and I are just we're just gonna slay y'all. And Domino, Domino wants to be on a winning team, so he's gonna choose me. <laughs> Uh, we oh love we love you, girl. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. 
Alright, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> we one day we need we need to one day have Domino on the show. We, honestly, we need to do a like maybe we'll do like maybe a sibling rivalry can host a panel with designers. I'm into it. We have Florence, Domino, Diego, Coco Vega. Uh, uh, you know. Da- oh, we gotta get uh, Dallas. Dallas, yeah. That's, I like that. That's a good idea. Okay, this podcast is officially eight hours long. All right, let's. I love you so much. I mean, girl, <laughs> you, it's drag race. We could literally talk for hours about this shit, like True. literally hours. But I gotta eat, so I gotta. I will go. say this one thing. Last thing. Yeah. One of the main reasons I would want to go back because I am so jealous that my season was the cutoff for not writing songs. Literally a month later, when All Stars <laughs> came out, they did read you, which because they did it before my season and they did it after my season. It wasn't season seven, but I'm um, like you know season one, I think two and three all. Well, season one wrote a song. Two and season I don't two think and three, two did, and three did it. Yeah, they did a music video. No, I think it was season one, and then it came back on All Stars two. They were writing these verses, and I was like, I want to fucking, I want to write a verse in a fucking RuPaul song. And did y'all know this? The girls get paid for those verses. Um, yeah, I, I get my check. I mean, it's not as much as you think. No, I know it's not. It's not uh, but let me tell you right now, I, I've got, I, I ain't got no check from uh, being in the realness. <laughs> I'll put it to you that way. Yeah, we get right, checked. We gotta go, girl. All right. Scarpins Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you all about Stereo. Now, Stereo is a free live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time and lets podcast creators build a more intimate relationship with their fan base by engaging them in direct conversation. It's really cool. You can actually like record little questions and send them directly to us in real time. Um, I actually love it because me and Monet will have a lot of our arguments, and we love to hear what you all think. And we don't have to wait to read them in the comments. You all can weigh in in the moment. Hey, my name is Kai. I'm from London. It's currently oh, my just to match. Um, I want to know if you guys have ever had a strange interaction or negative interaction with straight people in public, um, like at an airport, anything like that. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I, oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I had a, I had one very recently. So it is it is the holiday season, the literally Christmas Eve. I went to the store. I was like, you know what? I'm all by myself tomorrow. I'm gonna make my own. My favorite little thing to make for myself is very trash food. I get a Velveeta, uh, a box of Velveeta mac and cheese, and I get I chop up some onions, some tomatoes, some spinach, and some peppers, and I put it in with the thing with and I chop up some chicken and make. Is this prison cooking? Is this prison? It's very. It's what he's making college. It was so cheap. Anyway, and it's so I'm in the thing, and then there's this one long line. And then this guy just cuts the line and goes to the register. And then the person in front of me, I was like two people ahead. He didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, hell no. So I was very New York. I'm like, excuse me, sir, the line is back here. What are you doing? And he was like, uh, oh, really? And he, he does that. You know what does that thing? He does that thing where people are like confused, but nigga, you know exactly what's yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. I'm confused. You know what the tea is. And then he goes to pay anywhere. Nobody, like the cashier, just takes it. And I was like, so you can't do that. He's like, man, set up butt stuff. He called me butt. I was like, I was like, butt stuff. I was like, what are you, 10 years old? He called me butt stuff. <laughs> the fuck? And then me and him have a little this argument. Episode, this is like an episode of Big Mouth. A shut up, butt stuff. Literally, oh. but I was flabbergasted that this fucking mother, ooh, butt stuff. Like, what a fucking child this is. But anyway, that was my little argument with a, with a straight man on Beersy on fucking Christmas Eve.
Download the free stereo app and select Bob TDQ so you can connect with us whenever we are live. Go to www.stereo.com/slash Bob TDQ to get started. <laughs> 